0: Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Rehoy & Son, big supporters of local sport. Our thanks to them. It's been another big weekend for Mayor Letitia. She's been away in Spain with England's under-23s, playing two games against the Netherlands. We'll speak to her dad, Darren, who's been down there watching. Uh, we'll also look back on another big weekend of cup football as Rovers win in Jersey to reach the last four of the Wee Velrek are knocked out of the Jeremy at the hands of St. Peter and Bell's St. Rockane Pirates. In the FA Cup We'll also talk GFC And get some more reaction To Guernsey's Marathi semi-final squad uh, I'm Tony Kerr With me this week It's Rob Baptiste Hi Tony And Gareth the Prevo. Hi Tony uh, Great to see you chaps A great weekend all round as well For our teams Wins for Newcastle And Chelsea And Gareth Three <laughs> points from the uh, Toffees on your birthday
1: On oh, my birthday uh, Couldn't have had much birth- Better <laughs> birthday present Than Everton beating Man United eh? What a fantastic day
0: Lots to enjoy this weekend um, And a, a cracking uh, City Liverpool game as well I don't know if you saw that
2: Yeah it wasn't bad
0: it was chaos it was, it was chaos um yeah great entertainment um right well let's start with uh, some of the football that's been happening uh, a bit closer to home and uh, a terrific win for rovers in the Wee wake Cup. goals from martin savadon and dale webb saw them past jtc wonderers and into the last four of that competition um yeah gareth uh, an outstanding result really for them you've been speaking to their coach kevin gillies uh, how pleased was he with that
1: uh, he was absolutely delighted, Tony. Um, to be honest, I, I thought it was a very good result when I heard the result. And then when Kevin gave me a list of the people who were unavailable to him at the weekend, I thought it was an even better result. They did really, really well, Rovers. Um, their game plan certainly came off. They, um, they went over to Jersey knowing that um, their opposition had played in midweek. So they sort of imagined they might be a bit tired for sort of like the, the lunchtime kickoff. So they, the plan was to, to attack early and it paid off. They were 2-0 up within within the opening half hour I think and then after that they just managed the game really well Um, Kevin was absolutely delighted he thought they could have had more in the first half they hit the crossbar as well and made other numerous opportunities he thought his uh, front three of um, like you say the two goal scorers Savadon Webb and Finn Whitmore caused the opposition a lot of problems um, and then, yeah, Wanderers didn't really ever look like getting back in it um, against a defence which was, you know, wouldn't be first choice for Rovers. But um, Kevin was really pleased with his, his full, young fullbacks, um, Rob Overchuck and Jules Upson, and um, he was also delighted that Toby Olabarri managed to get through ninety minutes. He wasn't, I don't think, he was even expecting him to play to start with. But to get ninety minutes out of out of your sort of like talismanic leader like that is obviously a, a big plus, especially when you're away from home in jersey so no, it's a really really good result for rovers and it, after sort of like a couple of disappointing defeats in cup competitions over the last sort of fortnight or so that's that's a real boost for them yeah we spoke about them
0: last week james faller thought they'd run out of steam um but yeah well, they've certainly
2: been indicating that in recent weeks i've seen them a couple of times in recent times and they've been pretty average and they has as gareth was just alluding to there it was a very weak side that went down there but fair play to them. I like Ollie Brody, good leader. He's obviously um, you know he, he seldom plays a bad game and obviously having Finn Whitmore back to lead the line would have had a big effect I'm sure.
0: And Rovers will face Saints in the semi-finals uh, of the competition at Portswaff on the 2nd of May so Guernsey guaranteed a finalist in that yeah, one. Yeah who
2: would have thought that in the wee way where we have an absolutely awful record in modern times that we would have three of the four semi-finalists. Can't believe that. I um, struggle to believe it, to be honest. So Fair play to the lads. I mean, um, all you know, all three sides have had great results down in, in Sister Isle. Um, I still fancy Saints to win it. In fact, I've got a s- sneaky feeling Saints will win the lot this year. Our Saints, that is, not St Peter.
0: Well, you mentioned St Peter. Um, they host Sylvans in the other semi-final. Um, in the Jeremy, three Jersey sides are through in that one, so the sort of tables turned there. Um, into the semi-finals, Grooval and St Clement were already into the last four with St Peter joining them. Um, at the weekend with a three-nil win at Vale. Gareth, uh, you watched that one. Um, St Peter just one point behind St Clement in the Jersey Premiership title, so obviously doing well domestically there. And did they impress in this one?
1: Yeah, they're a good side, Tony. They're really well organised. Um, it obviously helped them scoring sort of third minute it was pretty much the first noteworthy attack of the game and um, Calvin Weir um, shot home and sort of from that but that you could tell they just um, grew in confidence after that and um, I thought Valrec actually did pretty well considering they were missing some of their better players as well certainly Glenn say would have made a big difference for them if he'd have been able to play up front but um they never really threatened the goalkeeper. I mean, the um, St. Peter goalkeeper had a very quiet afternoon in front of him. Um, Peter Vincenti and uh, Tom Blompey were, were very solid at centre-backs. And um, the full-backs were, were they, while they were good defensively, they were probably even better uh, going forward. Certainly the captain, Sam Loose, was really impressive going forward for St. Peter. Um, so they, they look a decent side. Um, I'm not They certainly deserve their win at Valrec. Um they're not unbeatable though. I'd certainly sort of fancy St Martin's chances against them if they sort of get to play them in one of the in one of the Inter Island Cup competitions. So, yeah, we'll see. But they they did deserve their win on the weekend. Yeah, and you spoke to their coach Elliot Powell at full time. Here's what he had to say. Well, well done. Uh, Thank you. Assessment of the performance.
0: Yeah, obviously it was a bit bitty with the injury. Um, I think
3: first half we kind of grew into it, they, they probably had a chance at 1-0 but other than that they didn't really threaten. I um, thought we played some really good counter-attacking stuff, we, we looked quite energetic and quite fit, we were obviously quite a young team, bar Vinny. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good performance, quite happy with it, it was quite controlled in large periods of the game. Did it help sort of scoring that early in the game? I mean it was about third minute you got your opening goal, I mean, does that
1: help sort of settle the nerves?
3: Yeah, we, we've obviously been in the Kent Cup this year and we, we spoke about how we started so slowly over there and we are 2-0 down after 15 minutes and it was tough after that, but over here we, we, we've managed to start really quickly i think it was a good goal keeper probably be a little bit disappointed but um, it's good good team goal and it kind of gave us that um little bit of confidence that every time we could play why we could create chances and i think that that's kind of what happened today so yeah it was it was massively beneficial
1: yeah and like you say i mean your keeper didn't really have a, a save to right. make i mean that that must be sort of good going forward as well yeah I th- we've been really happy with the
3: back four this year we've only conceded 12 goals in our league so um it's something that we've built the foundations of over the last couple of seasons and i think the lad at centre half tom is kind of come from nowhere really in terms of preserving football and, and knocking around, but he's been probably our player of the season today, I thought he was superb again um, today, and obviously Vinny brings that experience at the back, having played hundreds of games, um, and then Sam Luce, the captain today at left back, has got so much energy that we're, we're, we're quite comfortable dealing with balls in the air, we're quite comfortable running back towards our own goal, and Toby Ritzma plays out of position today at right back and does really, really well as well, so yeah, we're, we're happy with the back four, and Pierce has had nothing to do, um, which is always
1: a good day. Yeah. And just sort of getting back to inter ireland football. Yeah. How nice is it to actually come and play at a different team than sort of than a yeah. Jersey? So. Yeah, ma- massive relief. <laughs> um, I think in the
3: cup, in the cups at home, we've had Grooville in every cup for the last four years, which is how it's gone. Um, so now to get someone different, come and have a bit of an away day as well. So eight-minute flight or whatever it is, but yeah, it's good. And um, for us as a coaching team as well, it's a different challenge. It, just, it means that we don't know how to set up against these boys. We don't know how what their strengths are. So we heard they had a couple of GFC players today, and it's good. It, uh, um, it's a real good test for us, a good test for the players and just enjoyable days.
0: Yeah, good win for Elliot Powell's side and good to hear him um, sort of bigging up the inter-island competitions and enjoying being able to uh, field a side against some fresh faces. Um, yeah, it is, it's been interesting to see these games taking place over the last couple of weeks. It does add that bit of extra intrigue, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, you can certainly tell in the Valrec performance as well, just against somebody new. They, they certainly sort of rose to the occasion in that regard. Yeah. Um, like i say they they had a couple of players missing which didn't help um but they they certainly gave a decent account of themselves and they they certainly didn't make it easy for st peter so um yeah it's it's great to just have these in trial and competitions you just everyone just enjoys playing against the old enemy in whatever shape or form so um yeah it, it's it's great to have it back on the agenda and there was an ambulance called for calvin Weir, was he all right in the end it looked really nasty actually it was um sort of like slipped into basically into the 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 grandstand and he ended up um cutting his head and there was there was a lot of blood around but i think with sort of those sort of head injuries it it can look perhaps a bit worse than it was It, it looked nasty um but judging by what um elliot pal tell, told me after the game he, he, he thought he'd be, he'd be okay so um, wish him all the best.
0: Yeah that's good to hear
1: meanwhile up at St Peter
0: um, not quite a cup classic and the fairy tale over for Rockane Pirates this year.
2: Yeah um, they certainly gave um, Bells a hell of a run for their money and in another day they may well have won um, as we reported today Bells wanted the game called off on Covid reasons they were really struggling for a side but as per Valrec the case with Valrec a week earlier the GFLM said nope you've got enough players signed on senior players signed on so they played the game and um, i say that it was they won it with a um, very late go- a late goal from sub Todd Walsh who, who pounced on the loose ball after Brent Markle's header had hit the post um, I, I thought um, Man- um, Rockane Pirates gave them a lot of problems at times um, they looked at a neat side. Um, how, I'm not sure whether they'd make any impression at all on the as a pre league team if they were wanting to come up, and were to come up. But they have got some decent players, there's no doubt about it. Uh, their their midfield trio impressed me greatly. Um, ben Yalton's work rate was, was, was top notch. Um, he often appeared for Manza more in in defence, but he was playing midfield here. Did a, had a good game until he got himself sin bin late on. Um, um, alongside Rory Moriarty, who showed his usual gusto, really he was full of running throughout the whole 90 minutes. Probably player of the match. Um but the player that really caught my eye was Ben Bullock, who many well I'd say many moons ago, not too many moons ago, was um starring at schoolboy level and playing on the Sylvan's left side of the Sylvan's side, junior sides and played in their prio team. Got an absolutely beautiful left foot, um, Ben. He was playing central midfield here, um, and was allowed to roam around, caused um, Bell's substitute keeper or replacement keeper, I should say, Steve Saunders. A lot of problems, some lovely um, curl curling balls into the box. Um, and I would say he's probably the most skillful player in view. There's a lot more in his game, it, you know. It, it, it's it's encouraging to see a player at that level playing so well and a lot of skills. But at the same time, it's a little bit disappointing that somebody like there was a lot of talent is probably not playing week in week out in the preo League. Um, I like what I saw there. Um, I will say, I uh, thing that caught my eye more than anything about Rockingham Pirates was their kit, which is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> One of the best kits I've seen in a long time. They're deep maroon and they're yellow trimmings.
0: Ah, oh, good to hear. Yeah, classy outfit. What, I mean, what's next for them? Do you think, will they stay with Air in Division One? I mean, is there a place for them in the Prio?
2: Sure, if they... I don't. I think as far as pro league um, teams going forward, um, I think it should be a precursor that you have to have your own pitch. Um, it, well, the big problem was in Manzo was that they um, didn't have a home pitch as such, so they were reliant on hiring Northfield, hiring um, the track, and um, and of course, even though they finished with KG five, there were issues. Obviously, there with a lot of games being cancelled. If Rockane Pirates wanted to play in the in the top in the top division you know they would have to share the ground with St Peter's and um, uh, Sylvan's P- ground and I don't think that's probably viable to be honest they'd have to get their own ground and where would that be
0: so that's three of the FA Cup quarterfinals um, done and dusted just one to come Rovers hosting Sylvan's at Portswath this weekend um, yeah so that that competition uh, starting to take shape um, right that's it for part one coming up next we'll be looking back at Mayor's weekend in Spain with Darren Atissier Welcome back to the Guernsey Press football podcast supported by Rehoy & Son. And now it's been another big weekend for Mayor Letitia. She's been down in Spain with England's under-23s taking on Holland in two matches as part of a warm weather training camp. She started on Friday as they drew 0-0, the game settled by penalties and going the way of the Dutch. Uh, But the young Lionesses got their revenge today, Mayer starting on the bench as they won 3-0 in the 90 minutes. Um, Well, I'm pleased to say we can bring in Mayor's dad, Darren, who's down in Spain and was there for both games. Darren, thanks for joining us.
4: Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the invite, and uh, good afternoon to all of you.
0: Yeah, awesome. And um, just talk us through the weekend, then, from Mayor's perspective.
4: Yeah, they came out on. Uh, I think they were here last month. Yeah, a week ago, last Monday. Um, so they trained uh, here uh, in, in sort of outside Mercia for the last three, four days. Uh, game on um, on Friday. Uh, they played uh, played the Dutch um, in an entertaining uh nil nil uh i think we've all seen some shockers but um this this one this one was not i mean it could it could have ended 3-3 it could have uh uh it, it was really really good and impressive uh play and i think they i think both sides uh put out their uh their, their strongest 11s
0: was that one settled by penalties in the end so uh, caught,
4: yeah, caught you by surprise i think, surprise, I think. <laughs> yeah i think what they've brought in now um after every uh international friendly that um they They all well five of them take penalties, um so I suppose it's trying to um get used to that that feeling that pressure um of having to walk up uh, uh, and things like that um but yeah it, it was a bit odd because we are all sort of looking at each other sort of going <laughs> well, what's happening and they did it today again, even though England won three nil um <laughs> they yeah they they did it again, so they're going softer aren't they. I, I understand that you will get that feeling, but obviously, when you're when you're doing it in, let's say, a competition, or a, if if your thing, I think you, you you know the clock might be turned up, um, you know, another fifty percent from from what you're feeling. But um, I, I, I sort of I sort of get it, but I, I'm I'm not really sure uh, that you know you, you can gain that much out of it if you see what I mean.
2: I think you're probably like me, a bit old school, and ultimately, somebody's got to miss, and it'll hurt.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the, um, I, I don't know if it was the England 15. Um, she, I mean, they lost 5 4 on penalties today. But, you know, uh, I, my, my good Dutch friend uh, Ben Van Diemen, uh, I said, it doesn't matter. We're taking the three points home and uh, that's, that's the <laughs> end of it. You, you, you can win these penalty shootouts, that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. And May got a good run out in both those games, as we said before, starting um, on Friday and coming off the bench today. Um, how did you assess her performance?
4: yeah i mean the first game um you know she she was uh, was 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 really good um distribution was good at right back um sort of england um were sort of in in defensive mode i'd say in the, in the first half um and they had a tricky uh tricky winger the uh, the dutch captain um the 14 um and you know she 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 held her own and, and um, you know she 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 did really well in in the second half of the first game then it, it was a game of two halves I mean England absolutely dominated them in the second half and just couldn't find uh, find the goal uh, today she came on um, uh, as, as uh, center back for grace fisk um, thirty five minutes uh, hit the bar with a header from uh, a corner um, the, the, the uh, an attacking corner so she she was up there and again was just just solid and and no no real um no no real problems really and england pretty much dominated today's game to be fair um you know it um, it, it was it was very close the first game but today you always felt england were going to win at, at some point as long as they could put the ball in the back of the net which uh, which eventually they
0: did yeah great stuff and it's a new um a new setup isn't it? a new innovation if you like this season the under 23s and I understand created because Maya and so many of her kind of contemporaries missed out on those kind of age group tournaments um, with England, over, obviously over the last couple of years. How, how much does she appreciate this opportunity to to pull on an England shirt again and, and I suppose be part of this kind of group?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously for Maya, um, you know, they've, they've lost out, um, you know, on, on two years of, uh, of international. National football and, and in particular the under 19s um, Euro champions, which uh, you know, which was a massive blow to her, uh, as it was to England. And obviously, you know, appreciated football. And um, you know, with COVID and lots of people have struggled through that. But you know, on a personal level, for Mayo, it was it, it was it was disappointing. And um, what they what they then did uh, is took the Euro under 17 results. Um, which may have played in, and I think we can all remember that one where England had scored one more goal, they would have gone gone into the the semi-finals and um, uh, and you know would have qualified for the World Cup, which they're holding this year under 20s in uh, in Costa Rica. But because. England, who who had six points and uh, no side had never gone out uh, against six points in the under-17s. Good old England. We somehow fashioned uh, the fact that we we, we didn't go through and and the backdrop of that, where you would have qualified for the the under-19s if there would have been one, and then you would have qualified for the World um, Under-20 World Cup, took the 17s results, which meant England missed out. So. I think it was a bit of a double whammy, to be fair. Um, but, um, yeah, they're, they're bridging. Um, they need to bridge the gap because at 19, you know, I appreciate, you know, two countries that they'll be able to get their 19s into their setup up um, and, and pass like this. But it's really a, a, another stepping stone. If she wasn't here this week, you know, you, you'd have been just training back at Brighton and, and, and stuff like that. So just away and um, doing that and new places and obviously playing in the sun, um, and, and stuff like that is, is beneficial for all their development
2: um, Darren how many um of the England under 19s if any have actually appeared for the full in the full squad yet uh,
4: none, none of the nineteens um, so th- what what they 're sort of saying is two thousand and they, they, they work in years so the, the, the two thousand and two born um, there were five of them here um, of, of that squad um, but but none of them have uh, have made a, a senior appearance as as yeah, And I think also is the fact that if you if you read into the line, I mean they're trying to uh, I suppose those that are, are sort of two thousand and four, five, two thousand 2000, uh, sorry, going back the other way, two thousand one, two thousand born, they're sort of entering the last chance saloon really, um, with 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 it sort of thing. So a lot of the times they do play uh, the older players, um, just because, you know, they, they, want, they want to see um, how, how they get on. And I think even Mo Marley has, has, has said to Mayor that, um, you know, it, it's their last opportunity to impress because obviously they'll then be out of the under-23s. I mean, it's, it's a new concept. I mean, there's only about, I think, uh, six or eight countries doing it, France, Sweden, Norway... Uh, Germany, England. I think that's that. Yeah, there's a, there's a sort of that eight sort of countries, and I suppose they're the bigger countries with um, uh, the bigger budgets to um, you know to cope with that football. And I I, I would imagine in in in. You know four to five years time there will actually be a um you know an under 23s um i think it's european or world cup or, or something i would imagine it will it will blossom into a new part of the program
0: and of course it's a massive summer for um women's football in england uh, with the euros coming to england um may has been so impressive this season and uh, you know and obviously away with the under 23s this week. I mean it, is it an outside bet that she could she could make that squad or is, do you think it's it's kind of sort of settled now barring injuries?
4: Yeah, I think you're totally right, um, Tony. I think that um um the the, the, the side will be what they have now and um it, it would only be um an injury um to to I, I think more England now view her as a right back. Um I think she, even though she came on at centre back there, she knows she can do due roles, um, sort of thing. But um, I think there was a couple of injuries um, in the senior squad. Whilst uh, Gabby George flew out here um, when they had the two injuries, she had to she had to fly back and then fly to to, to Macedonia on, uh, on on Friday. So she she had a bit of a, she, yeah she clocked up her air miles so to speak. But um, no, I, I think. Um, I think you know, given where they are uh, they've got a game against uh, northern, northern Ireland I think tomorrow, and then they'll have a couple of friendlies prior to to the euros um it, it would take um you know someone for unfortunately to to get injured and I suppose you're looking at you know as a lucy bronze and, and and parts like that and um you know no, nobody wants a player to get to to get to get injured sort of thing but no she'll um her, her time will come. Um, you know she's playing. I think this is what she's sort of saying. Just, I think uh, Maya can get frustrated when she's not um, when she's not playing all the time. And I, I think in a chat with, with with Mo Marley, the manager, it's like, well, you know, I'm playing the best football of my life. I was, I was nominated for um, you know Player of the Month in in, in March. And I think <laughs> Mo Mo and Hope have to. Um, sometimes rain rain the tiger in um <laughs> a, 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 a little bit because um she's not one to she's not one to miss out um and and th- and that that's that's a positive thing um to say it's it's in her nature it's in it, you know it's in her culture that you know she wants to play all of the games and she she's got a culin cutlet- I'd I'd say niggles and and part. Uh, I think reading between the lines, I'd imagine Hope and Mo, who've who've gone back in the in the women's game and set it up for poof, thirty forty years. I'd imagine Hope's been on the phone to to Mo, just sort of tipping of the cap, just rest this one because we got three games left and 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 parts like that. <laughs> um, so so uh, yeah, it's 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 always. Um, it's, it's it's always good and and I think no, no you know any any footballer or, you know any of us the thing is just that you, you, you no one likes sitting on the bench of course you want to be out there um, out there playing and I, I'm sure May's
0: um, May's time will come. I always hate starting on the bench for Indies. James Faller um, <laughs> never starts me, drives me mad. You're
2: lucky to be on the bench, Tony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, Darren, you mentioned the, the, the Player of the Month nomination there. I mean, it was an unbelievable march, really. Um, Player of the Month nomination, the, that Goal of the Month nomination as well for the goal at Aston Villa, and uh, Mayer breaking the record for a number of appearances by a teenager in the WSL. I mean, what, what's it been like to see her... Um, kind of adding those accolades, I suppose, to to, you know, to the already good work that she's been, she's been doing.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're all massively proud of us, you know, us, us as parents and, you know, the club, the island and, and all, all all the people who, you know, who've supported her on her journey. Um, you know, and there's many people, you know, through... Um, you know, people financing through people coaching her, and um, you know, and and those parts. And I think that, you know, the hard work that 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 she puts in. You know, she's been given um, an unbelievable opportunity by Hope. Because um, I, I think that there are three games left. I think they've got City, City away, Birmingham at home, and um, uh, Everton last game of the season, and then you know she would have played um well basically a full two seasons of games and it's very rarely that she's left out of any of the the, the, the Conti cup so i think there there's this on the background that you know her awards are just um you know full credit to her, her, her determination um dedication and you know sacrifice and, and and parts like that that you know yes yes you you know your profile is 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 where it can be but you know you, you do have to sacrifice a lot. You know, May May's not hardly, you know, hardly ever goes out. I mean she lives and breathes full. Um you know, most probably too much. I mean Hope spoke to me about that. Um you know, and and, and training and, and, and those parts. But she's she's extremely she's extremely driven. Um and you know, and she's nineteen and she's she's been on this journey since she's been eleven years old. Um And she has had to sacrifice, sacrifice, you know, weekends with mostly her friends and her mates. And but she has, you know, the flip side of it all. She, you know, you do get the the reward. I mean, obviously, you know, financially, um, you know, she's well paid um, for what she does. You know, if if you
0: see the hotel that they're in today and the hotel I'm in, (laughs) there's only one winner. hopefully we'll be able to catch up with uh, mayor when she's back uh, over the summer at some point. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think she's, uh, I-, I think she's a bit busy. I think she's flying off to uh, B- Barbados on about the-, the 10th of May and then she comes back and then I think she's off somewhere else for, uh, for a couple of weeks. But um, I think she's back in June uh, after she's done, uh, done all her travels, I think. So um, yeah. Um, and fair play to her. I mean, well-earned, well-earned rest and, um, yeah off to Barbados she goes
0: absolutely get those feet up on the beach <laughs> uh, well thanks for sparing some time Darren it's been great to catch up and uh, yeah awesome to see Mayer doing it uh, doing it again with England this weekend and um yeah we'll speak soon safe trip back
4: yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, a podcast is amazing. Listen to it every week. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, re- really good. And for you guys for doing it and putting your time and effort into it. So thanks very much.
1: Cheers, Dan. We'll have to keep our standards up now, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Dan. All, right. all the great stuff, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> catch you soon.
0: All the best. Darren Letissier uh, speaking to us there. He'll be on his way back this week, and I'm sure um, some, uh, some Martin's assignments to finish before the, the, the season is out um, at youth level. So, um, yeah, great to speak to him and uh, great to see Mayor back in an England shirt uh, this weekend. Um, right, there's lots of representative football to come. This time next week, we'll be previewing the Marathi semi-final. We've had uh, the squads. We talked a little bit about it on Thursday, Rob.
2: Yeah, it's a very strong team to take to Alderney. Um in recent times when there's been clashes with gsc we you know we've um we sort of split loyalties with and um, but this team i think is very much um leaning towards the Marathi team as opposed to gsc who are now safe and were going to be due, going to hanwell town on that day and probably get beaten The hanwell you know beat them quite comfortably last time and uh, i think would be favored to beat a sh- a full-strength GFC t- team anyway. No, it's a good squad. Um, some interesting selections. Um, and um, it's good to see some of the younger talent coming through there.
0: And you've got Guernsey Press in front of you, Rob, on which you've jotted down your Marathi semi-final starting eleven.
2: Yeah, you know me. I like picking out teams and squads and what have you and <laughs> then changing my mind a week later. That's part of the fun of it. We, you, know, we, we, you know. We're you know, we not like the coaches who have got to stick to a certain plan and tend to, you know. We sort of, particularly I anyway, um, <laughs> like to change my mind on a daily basis. But I think it wouldn't be, you know, looking at the, the 19 they've picked and that's going to be knocked down to 16 on the day. Um, I don't think it will be too far from this team that starts the game, which is probably... Um, Jason Martin in goal, um, I I've got a hunch that Dave Rioy, who's been selected, may well get the Nord at right back. And if that's the case, we're going to have a sort of probably a very, very a sort of old and young back combination. So I'm pretty sure that Jake Lowe will make his rutty debut at left back. Um, he's had a great season for Saints, although he tends to be playing quite often in midfield for St Martins. Good creative player, love, nice left foot, um, and it'd be good to see him get his, um, his you know, his first cap. Um, Centre backs, I can't see anybody playing other than um, Jamie Dodd, who'd be captain, I would have thought, and Jacob Falles. And in midfield, um, I think I'm going to have a pick of really sort of rambunctious midfield three of. Um, Thomas Dodds, Kieran Mann, and George Mason, who I, I fancy will make his Marathi bow up in Aldney. It's a perfect venue for him. Perf- to- right type of game for George, who you know is, who is um, he's a he's a real gentleman off the pitch, you know. But he's on the pitch. He's hard as nails. Really gets puts his foot in. And I think you know Tony Vance and Colin Fellays have recognised he's a sort of player that they need up for this game. I don't think there'll be too much football played up there on that pitch. it probably be quite hard and bouncy. And up front, and a tasty front line, possibly, of Ross Allen, um, Danny Hale, and with Dom Young probably in the middle, although Sam Murray might start. I suspect probably both of them will get good game time. Um, and I think, you know, from what right I hear, Charlton Govine's got a few injury problems, so... They may, they may, you know, he may be recovered by then, but it might be best to save him for, you know, final if we can get there. But it's a good squad. And, um, you know, um, I fully expect us to handle it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good occasion. I'm sure Alderney absolutely relishing it as well. And um, we'll hear uh, from their camp next week. Um, Definitely a squad to get a job done, as, uh, as I think you, uh, or as I think Tony Vance um, sort of suggested.
2: Yeah, I suspect there might be some changes for the final. I've sort of learned that um, the GFC regular duo, young um, Hanley, Lucas Hanley and Tom Jackson are eligible to play in the Marathi um, on the grounds that their parents were Guernsey born. And... Um, that's fair enough, um, but I think, I suspect um, Jackson might come into the running um, for the final at Springfield, again, if we get there. Um, as for Hanley, um, I don't know so much what I've seen of him. He looks fine, um, decent keeper. Is he any better than Jason Martin or Nick Batiste? I doubt it personally, and I think it would be a very much a smack in the face for um, Jason or Nick if... Um, Come the ratty, we um one of those two don't play in goal.
0: Yeah and I think Lucas Handy's contribution to GFC has been really impressive this season. He's done really well for for a youngster and and has made a huge commitment to be part of it but Indeed, indeed. Yeah to come over to Jersey and, and and I suppose to train with the squad as well in the build up would be would be very difficult for him anyway wouldn't it so um yeah, um, well, we mentioned GFC there. Um, Tom Jackson wasn't involved uh, with the green Lions on Saturday, but um, the players that did take the pitch managed to get them uh, back on the board with a uh, with a win in the Eastman South Central two one against Charlton and Peter. I was only there for the second half. Uh, popped in. You saw, saw the worst. Saw half, none sorry. of the goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I did see. I did see uh, score. To be fair, which is quite well taken, and they. Uh, um, they the ball thundered off the bar in uh, in injury time as well off, off Guernsey's bar. So, um, but but yeah, by all accounts, um, some impressive play in the first half. If they couldn't quite thread the final needle, if you like, um, and and kind of make make better use of their possession, and their chances. But um, yeah, a good result for GFC and a busy week for them. Uh, they've got three home games this week: Wednesday night, Saturday, and Monday uh, against Chipstead, Bedfont Sports, and South Park. And as you mentioned, they finish away at Hanwell Town on the final. Day of the season That same day as the Moratti semi-final Yeah so a really busy Week for GFC
2: The people I, I'm, I'm feeling A bit sorry for Mrs. Mrs. Vance and Mrs. Fale Who aren't going to See their um their husbands too Much over the next Couple of weeks Crikey they've got so Many commitments Um with the GFC and Marathi training and, uh, and the game itself. Um, it's, it's a really, really busy, hectic end to the season as it tends to be, which um, seems this year is even more so. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. Really busy. Um, let's just quickly run through uh, the fixtures this week. There's a whole, um, slate of pre-O league games, um, to, to get through on Tuesday night. It's Sylvan's against Rovers and Saints against North North actually finishing the season very, very strongly, aren't they? They won four, one against Alderney at the weekend.
2: Yeah. They're a decent side. And, um, they're probably kicking themselves. that They um, haven't pushed Saints harder for the title. Um, and I'm sure they're gunning to win one trophy at least um, before the end of the season. How
1: many are they in? Although <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the Stranger Final, in stranger the, final in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll want to have some silverware in the cabinet by the end of the season for sure. And I think they're very capable of it as well.
0: Yeah, well, they're certainly in good form. Um, Wednesday night, Valrec take on Bells. Yeah, on Saturday, it's North against Alderney again, um, and it's Velrec against Rangers. In the Jeremy Cup on Saturday, St Martin's hosts St. Juan in a rematch of their Wee Way victory from a couple of weeks ago. Um, and as we said before, Rovers face Sylvans in the uh, last of the FA Cup quarterfinals. Uh, GFC, a busy one, as, as we mentioned. So, uh, yeah, lots to get into. And uh, next week, we'll be previewing the Marathi semi final. We'll also look ahead to the under 16 Marathi Ross Allen and um, part of the coaching setup there. So, we'll be speaking to him. Uh, I'm sure talking some GFC as they uh, round off their season, two. So, uh, thanks very much. Thanks to Rehoy and Son for their support of the show once again. Um, if you aren't already, uh, give us a follow on social media at GSY Press Sport on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And do pick up a Guernsey Press six days a week for the very best local football coverage. Show. Thanks very much, guys.
2: Good stuff, Joe.